right, everybody, welcome to Studio B. I am your host, Pastor MDH. Uh, we thank you for joining us here on the set. Um, today, um, we still trust and believe that God is in control of all things, that God is sovereign, that nothing happens apart from his will. Uh, but there's going to be a couple of videos that are going to be shown today that are graphic in nature. I'm sure that you've had to be hiding under a rock um, not to have seen the body cam video that was released uh, last week um, of Brother Tyree Nichols. And I've waited uh, more than a few days as all the pundits and, you know, the social justice warriors got out and said what they were going to say. I purposely waited um, to make sure that I could gather as much information as possible um, before I came on this set um, to kind of talk about what happened um, on that fateful day with uh, Tyree Nichols and the five Memphis police officers. So today being February the 6th, I've taken more than a few days to kind of accumulate some information and to talk about this in a reasonable and rational manner. I know that tempers are flaring right now as well they should be. It, it is a stark reminder that we have a long way to go in this country. And we're going to talk about a couple things and prayerfully bring some, some balance and some rationale thinking to this particular subject. So last Friday, the Memphis Police Department uh, on the authority of the police chief released video of the Tyree Nichols traffic stop that eventually led three days later to his death. And this particular video was disturbing in many different ways and highlights a couple of the issues that we need to be very considerate in addressing. One, and I'm only going to go down maybe four of these and, and talk about these. Now, again, I will put a disclaimer that the graphics that you are seeing are disturbing in nature. I do not think that you need to turn away from it. I do think that you need to face it head on. But it is a brutal reminder that we still in this country, in regards to just loving people, have so far to go. So let me just start by this. Um, the uh, five former Memphis officers were indicted on murder charges in the Tyree, excuse me, Tyree Nichols death. And they have immediately was fired and indicted on these particular charges, murder and kidnapping charges, by the way. And the five former police officers who were fired for their actions during the arrest of Tyree Nichols earlier this month were indicted on charges, including murder, kidnapping, uh, and the like. There will be additional charges that will be filed in the in the upcoming days. Um, the Shelby County District Attorney Steve Mulroy announced on Thursday. Uh, the four the former officers Thaddeus Bean, Demetrius Haley, Justin Smith, Emmett Martin, and Desmond Mills Jr. have each been charged with second degree murder, and I do believe that that is a proper charge. 
aggravated assault, two charges of aggravated kidnapping, two charges of official misconduct, and one charge of official oppression, uh, Morrow said. Second degree murder is defined in Tennessee as knowing killing of another and is considered to be a class A felony punishable by 15 to 60 years in prison. Um, The criminal charges came about three weeks after Nichols, 29-year-old black man, was hospitalized after a traffic stop and confrontation with Memphis police that eventually led to his death on January the 10th. As you've watched this video, there's a link where we have the full video on the Studio B platform, um, so you can look in there and find it. It is disturbing to say the least. Let me just kind of knock out a couple of different things. One, the typical the typical argument when this happens with a black man and the guards in regards to the police department is typically uh, a white officer on the other side of this melee, um, i.e. A George, a George Floyd with um, Derek Chauvin. Um, there's typically a, a person not like the color of the person being oppressed on the other side of that gun, that taser, that baton. This case is absolutely not the case. In this case, we have five black officers who are charged in the murder and the kidnapping of Tyree Nichols. And this video, this body cam video, is disturbing to say the least. One, let me go down a couple things. One, as the days, weeks, and months go by, you're gonna find that something personal is connected to this whole thing. There is something personal. There is history behind this particular cops and this particular individual. There's something going on because the way that this went from zero to 100, and as a matter of fact, when you watch the video, all three parts of the video that have been that have been um, released, all of these particular segments of the video show one thing, that it started at 100. Um, there was no attempt to de-escalate. There was no, there was no professionalism. I mean, apparently uh, Mr. Nichols was charged or pulled over for reckless driving. Um, Howbeit that the road in which he had came down, several of them have traffic cameras. None of the cameras on the streets that he has supposedly rolled down are able to corroborate the fact that he was pulled over for reckless driving. That's one. When the officers get out of the car, the officers are on 1,000 um, with the gun pointed to his chest saying that if you do not get out of the car, I'm gonna blow your MFing head off. It started at 1,000. There was absolutely no no regard for de-escalation at all. And as somebody that just got pulled over, I guess now maybe about a month, uh, I was doing 82 and a 60 mile an hour um, speed limit. As I got pulled over, um, this was, that situation and my situation were completely different. I also got pulled over by, by a black officer Uh, speeding, again, 82 and a 60. As I pulled over, he comes up, asks for my license and um, showing my insurance. You know, he goes to the typical, do you know what you've been pulled over for? And from front to back, from front to back, now me, myself being a CHL, I expressed to him that 
Uh, I am a um, AOTC licensed to carry uh, individual and my uh, firearm is in my car. From the time that he pulled me over to the time that he gave me the ticket from the time that I drove off was probably no more than about four minutes. Uh, So it was a very pleasant stop. It was um, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, And again, I too got pulled over by a black officer. But this particular situation was completely different in so much as why did it have to start at a thousand? Um, because if there's no de-escalation, and I'm going to say a couple things here that need absolutely to be said within the context of this particular video. This is not an issue of training. This is not an issue of training. So to those who are going to jump on the bandwagon and say, man, we need to train our officers more. This is not an issue of training. None of those officers were trained to respond in this manner. Uh, no police office, no, um, no police department, no federal department. Um, nothing like that is trained within the walls of what you saw these five officers doing. This is not an issue of training. This is not an issue of training. You have these officers anywhere from 24 years old up to 32 years old, and the the, the one with the most senior authority had only been on, <coughs> excuse me had only been on the force for five years. This is not an issue of training. Um, this is an, this is a this is a a case of idiocy. Um, of five individuals who do not, who lack the professionalism to handle their job and do their assignment in a reasonable manner um, that would have resulted in anything other than this man losing his life. So that's one. Two, people say, well, why didn't he just comply? You know, it's the old adage, and there are some times in which I agree with that. There are some times in which I do agree that you should just comply, and by complying, you can save yourself from a lot of heartache. But this case is not such one of those. Um, In this particular case, since it operated at a 10, it started at a thousand with guns drawn in his face. I want you to kind of put yourself in that situation. I want you to put yourself in a situation to where you have been pulled over for reckless driving. You got lights flashing, high beams all in your face, and you have officers screaming, cursing, yelling, with, gun, with guns drawn at you, telling you that if you don't get out that car, that I'm gonna blow your MFing head off. One officer then proceeds to open up the door, forcibly open up the door, grab Mr. Nichols by his shoulder, and pull him out of the car, and thus guns are drawn to his head, maybe two to three inches um, from his face. Um, you know, it's that old adage, you know, fight or flight. You, you know, what happens in the moment? Um, So while sometimes it may be appropriate to say, why not just comply? I believe that there was too many varied of emotions that were going through that young man's mind at that particular time. And his response was to flight. His his automatic response was to flight, to leave. Um, So that's the second thing. Thirdly, when you get to this particular clip that's playing in the background where they have caught up with him after he ran, and they have him on the ground and it's five officers that are surrounding him, the infamous video. The other two portions of the video were mild in comparison to what we're watching right now. This is a national disgrace. And, and, and let, me just, let me preface this. I know a lot of police officers. I know a lot of them. I have several, several police officers in my phone. And I mean, 
I don't have a, a, a knowledge of them. I have a friendship with a lot of police officers. And I have uh, police officers who work in many different departments within their respective departments, gang tax unit, uh, SWAT, um, drug enforcement, uh, traffic, all of, in, in all of these different capacities. I know a lot of cops and I understand the difficulty of their job because they are forced every single day to deal with the worst of our society. People that are hell bent on hurting others, on, on breaking the law and, and all of the such. So these men and women that dress up in these uniforms and get in these cars um, are dealing with the worst of society for most of the time. Um, so I know a lot of officers and every officer that I've talked to uh, since this video has come out has equally been has, as incensed as the rest of us. There is no way in a modern society that we live in right now that this should have happened the way that it did. There's just no way. And everybody, um, listen, you know that I have backed the um, police officers. I'm a, you know, I believe that police are necessary um, to stop the advancement of evil, uh, of evil. But in my profession as being a pastor, if there's a pastor that is wrong, then my duty is to call him out, even though he may be in the same profession as me, right? And nothing, nothing is different in about this case. What we saw was tragic and absolutely unnecessary. The vitriol by which these five officers showed um, with this young man is indefensible. It, it is indefensible. Now, there are going to be two of these officers that are going to receive a lot more time uh, than the other ones. But this is what many officers who are the good guys constantly say about the bad ones that are in the department. Because this, even though you are a good cop, even though you're doing it for the, good, the, the right reasons, this particular situation is going to cast a shadow over all cops. And so it's very, very discouraging to see what we're watching now. Where one cop, and this is Mr. Haley, uh, and Mr. Haley is going to, in my opinion, I'm not a legal scholar, uh, I am not a lawyer, but in my opinion, he is going to receive the most time um, considering what happened in this particular event. When he is punching Mr. Nichols I counted seven times, and I'm talking about haymakers. At this particular time, uh, Tyree Nichols is not resisting arrest. He is no threat to the safety of the officers. Um, he's posing no visible means by which this level of aggression should be um, um, acted toward him. He's showing absolutely no level of aggression. He is in submission. He is tired. His body has been beaten. He is no longer resisting. He poses absolutely zero threat to the officers. And this one man, Mr. Haley, proceeds to throw haymakers at him. And I mean the cocking of the arm all the way back. And Mr. Haley is a quite a big guy. If I can just kind of judge Tyree Nichols, I would say he's maybe about six feet, maybe about a buck 85, buck 90. Uh, Mr. Haley is a very large man, and he is reaching back to next week 
and coming around, I counted seven to eight times where Mr. Haley punches Mr. Nichols in the face um, with such force that the situation did not agree with the level of aggression that was seen. If that wasn't enough, as Mr. Nichols falls to the ground and screaming for his mother, the officers then proceed to do a Houston Dynamo soccer kick. Uh, and I mean a soccer kick. A, a soccer kick is actually an MMA term. Um, and it's not even allowed in MMA. Um, it's literally when they are trying to kick a soccer ball. It's a soccer kick where you wind up to try to kick, um, kick something. This is what the officers were doing when Mr. Nichols was clearly not a threat clearly not resisting, clearly did not deserve the level of aggression that was proceeded to him. It was a very, very sad thing to watch. And if the haymakers and the soccer kicks were not enough, then they pull out the batons. And as they pull out the batons, they begin to beat uh, Mr. Nichols with the baton. Now here it is, five police officers, not one of them, stepped in to say, hold on, this is too much. Not, not a single one of them. Not a single one of them stepped in to say, hold on, y'all doing the most, y'all doing too much. This, this, this doesn't call for everything that is happening uh, in this moment. It is very, very sad to watch, very, very disturbing to watch, and it goes to a deeper problem of what we have in our society. And I'll say that twofold and I'll come right back to this. It comes to a deeper level of what we have in our society. Our society has embraced violence. We are a very violent society. We sanction violence from our music, to our videos, to our movies. We love violence. Violence has literally become the fabric of America. We love violence. And this violence is beginning to being played out in very real forms. What you see here in the aggression, the level of, of aggression, the lack of disregard for a man's life or a man's well-being on behalf of another individual is problematic of the issues that we have here in America right now. It, it destroys a lot of the narratives, but the overall narrative is very, very clear. People just don't like people. We just don't like each other. And when you see this type of aggression, this type of brutality that was pushed off on this, on this young man, it, it, it says a lot about our society and about our culture. We are living in 2023. We are not in the Stone Ages. We're not in the Civil War. We're supposed to be civilized individual, uh, individuals but you see the brutality, the barbaric brutality that was supposed to be um, cool ahead should have prevailed in a very, in, in this particular instance. I have a, a, a good cop friend of mine and he said this, um, the badge can never be offended. Uh, he says that when I'm out on patrol, no matter what they're saying to me, the badge, the shield can never be offended. So no matter what they say at me, um, they're not saying that at me. It's because they're in a particular situation to where they have now encountered the law and they're mad at the law, but the badge can never be offended. 
it's 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 a sad case in our time right now to where we are again having to deal with something like this. Now, on the other side of that, we are living right now in a time where cooler heads are just not prevailing, everybody. I wanna I wanna make it I wanna make this absolutely clear. These five individuals need to be thrown in jail and the key thrown away. One, because of the heinousness of the act, but two, to know better is to do better. To know better is to do better. And these individuals did not do better. I wanna share with you this and what I call the fallout of this particular event. We know from statistics that lack of police presence hurts black and brown communities far more than it does Anglo communities. When we start pulling cops out of um, the hoods, uh, crime spikes because there is no presence in the community. What this has done is shared an already cloud, which is over every police department, to even further doing something that is going to remove police presence, thus put more black and brown people in danger. These five officers were a part of a group called Scorpion. And the Scorpion is a specialized unit formed in 2021 to fight violent street crime, particularly in the south side of Memphis, where there's heavy drug use, heavy gun violence, heavy gang activity. This unit that they were a part of was called Scorpion. Now again, as I preface, I have a lot of people that are in uh, law enforcement and in any police department, they have segments within that police department. So they got the gang task unit, they got the drug task unit, and these are particular units that deal with specific issues in particular areas of town. And maybe they will do additional resources and additional training to combat these particular areas that they are facing. These particular five men were in a, um, were in a specialized crime unit called Scorpion. And the name Scorpion stands for Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods. So again, Scorpion, which is a part of this unit <coughs> that was formed in 2021 to fight specifically violent uh, street crime, it stands for Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods. This was no doubt a viable task force to address specific issues in the city of Memphis. Since this has all come out, Scorpion has of course been disbanded. It had 40 officers uh, in this particular unit. That unit has been completely disbanded. So Scorpion, which was addressing these particular crimes and high crime areas, have been disbanded. Now that that particular police unit is no longer there, that presence is no longer there, what do you think that's gonna do to the crime in that area? The crime in that area is going to spike. Because where there are no cops, where there is no law, 
then the people will break law. And I always tell people this all the time, all the laws in which law-abiding citizens like you and me, we obey, what makes a criminal a criminal is that a criminal does not obey the law. The, the criminal does not care about the law. He doesn't care, like literally he doesn't care about it. So what's this gonna do? Every police department around the world is suffering from personnel shortages. Um, recruitment is down almost 40% in some police departments. They can't get anybody to come in. They can't hire enough people. They're offering incentives like $15,000 for a signing bonus and giving you exorbitant yearly salaries just to bring people on board to police department because we've had a record number of cops who took early retirement in these last two years, and these last two years have been a doozy. Record number of cops that have taken um, have taken their early retirement and left, and the recruitment is down almost 40% in some police departments around the nation. They can't get people in. So it's almost like now when you come in, it's, it's whosoever will let them come. When you start looking at the history of these particular five officers, three of them should have been nowhere near the police department. Truth be told, um, Haley has a record of not a mile long, but he's got several incidences with the law that could have you know, sent a couple of red flags that maybe this guy shouldn't have a badge and a gun. But we're now in a place to where we can't get enough cops um, to fill the vacancies that the last two years have, have done. And what's that going to do with crime? What that's gonna do with crime is make crime spike. We have a lot of issues that are going on right now, everybody. And if you are a sensible thinking person, this should trouble you. The, the pictures that you are seeing should, 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 should trouble you. Now, with that being said, we don't need to burn down the whole system. Uh, we don't need to tear down and start over again. We don't need to do that. Uh, we do not need to do that. We need to ensure that we are operating with consistency and with clarity and let cooler heads um, prevail in this particular issue. Uh, my heart goes out to Brother Tyree Nichols because from all um, depictions that I've heard, 29 years old, was an avid skateboarder, um, was an avid photographer, and even uh, Mother said during an interview that he had expressed great interest about being a police officer. Um, again, I believe that there's something behind the scenes of this. I believe that there's some history in regards to this particular incident um, because you don't do that to somebody that you don't know, and even if they had to make you run almost a mile. Uh, that's just something here that's just not crossing the T's and dotting the I's. Let me give you these last couple things before we end it today. Three of the officers, even to this day, remain in custody in Shelby County Jail. Uh, bond was set at $350,000 for Haley, which I believe he is going to receive the most time. Um, this is the gentleman that was throwing the haymakers at Brother Tyree Nichols. I believe he is going to receive the most time. Um, he's 30 years old. Martin, who is 30 years old, also received a $250,000 bond. Bean, being 24 uh, years old, Mills is 32 and Smith is 28. He posted a $250,000 a bond on Thursday and were released, according to jail records. So um, bond was set for $350,000 for Haley. He did not make his. And of course, his $35,000 that he has to come up with in order to get out of jail. Um, and Martin got the same $350,000 bail. 
Bean, 24, got 250,000. Mills and Smith uh, got $250,000 bond. All three of those individuals posted $25,000 in order to be released um, from jail. I think we're in a place right now to where you're going to have to do some serious, um, some serious soul searching. There's, there is some, the problem with this issue is five, six, seven fold. You got five black officers who assaulted and ultimately killed a black man in a Memphis police department that is predominantly black, that has a black police chief. So the narrative of white man, black man, that that narrative that I'm sure wants to be pushed is not relevant in this case at all. So it poses another problem if that's not the problem. The problem is, is why are we incensed on violence? I'll tell you why. <clears throat> I will tell you why. Uh, let me get to it so that I don't mess it up. But I'm going to... Um, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why we are incensed on violence, why we love it. Second Timothy chapter number three says, but know this in the last days, perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, watch this, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness but denying his power. And then Paul says this to his young protege, from such people turn away. We are in love and violence with violence because we are living in the last days. And saints, I wish I could sit on this, this, this platform right now and tell you that things are going to get better. I wish I could tell you that. I wish every fiber of my being wishes that I can tell you that because I have kids and by God's grace will soon prayerfully have grandkids. I wish that I can tell you that things are going to get better. But the more and more that we dissect diverge ourselves away from God, the more and more he lets down the hedge of protection. America has been fortunate enough by God to be blessed and kept by God for so many years, decades, even centuries. But America is now in a place to where we have all but pushed God away from every segment of our lives, and we are seeing the fruit of that. You may not be spiritual. You may not agree with spiritual things. You may not go to church. You may not care one way or another. But if you're smart, you can look at the progression that we have been on for the last few years, the last couple of decades. You've seen how it has gotten progressively worse and worse and worse and worse. You've seen it. The Bible simply says the reason why that's happening is because we're living in the last days. And it's going to get worse before it can even remotely get better. When you see these five officers brutally assaulting this man the way that they did without any self-control. Nothing in them told them to stop. Nothing in them caused them to pause, to say, 
this is enough. They were completely devoid of self-control. That's exactly what the word says, that people are going to be without self-control. And that self-control is going to cause them to be brutal. This is what we are seeing the word of God play out right before our very eyes. Um, we've got a lot to do, a lot of prayers to send. And I pray in Jesus name that God um, beckons us back to himself to right this ship before all is lost. Uh, to my brother uh, Tyree uh, Nichols, I pray in Jesus' name that you had a relationship with the Lord. Uh, my prayers do go out to your mother and to your family and to all who knew you, uh, for no man des deserved um, to die in the manner by which you did. Uh, reckless driving, um, failing to comply should not result in your life. It should not have resulted in your life. And to that young man, I pray that God would some way, somehow, um, capture this moment and use it for his good. Let's be logical in our response. Uh, we don't match violence with violence. We don't burn the city down. We don't go and loot and do all that other stuff that many people are waiting to do because of that. I pray that cooler heads in Memphis especially would prevail during this moment and that uh, those with wisdom and understanding would come to the forefront and let their voices be known. That's all, everybody. We want to thank you for joining us here on the set of Studio B. Remember, um, wherever you're watching us from, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, like, follow, comment, and subscribe um, so that you don't miss anything going on here on the set of Studio B. We'll see you next week.